Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 96 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes. It is February 21st, 2023. No Say Hey Rob tonight, but I am joined by a great friend of the show, Brooks Newton. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brooks Newton. He is a fellow Giants Chatter admin. Brooks, welcome back to the Say Hey Podcast, my friend. How are you doing? Say hey. Happy to be Say back hey. on. It's been a little bit. Already up to episode 96. That is pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, we are officially in giant spring training. Um, it's real, it's happening. So happy to be on here to talk some ball with you. Yeah, man. Pitchers and catchers reported last week. I believe everybody else had to report by today, I believe. Um, so everybody's in Scottsdale and like you said, yeah, we're on episode 96, which means, you know, episode 100 is going to come pretty close to the beginning of the season. So, uh, exciting times lie ahead for the Say Hey podcast and for Giants Chatter and the San Francisco Giants. So, um, been looking forward to this episode. Unfortunate Rob couldn't be with us, but um, definitely a, an above average substitute here. In well, no, I'm playing, my man. Well, I, I'll never <laughs> be able to fill Robbie's shoes, jock strap, what have you. But um, <laughs> but I'm happy to be on uh, in in place of my brother rob so brother rob, rob i know you're listening uh cheers and uh go giants go giants yeah so like i said spring training is coming up the first giant spring training game is going to be this saturday um playing the chicago cubs at 1205 um i haven't even checked if it's uh televised yet but i'm sure i'm going to be hanging out with you saturday so i'm sure um, right. we'll be we'll be checking in on uh, you know, spring training game one, because all the stats matter on, you know, February 25th. So, <laughs> I mean, you go one for one, you are a spring training guy. <laughs> hey, we did this last year, Rob and I did where we did. Now, I just want to preface this. This is not our top five players on the team. We're doing top five players to watch. And this is our list. And again, if you're new, this is a fan show. Uh, we're not experts uh just longtime fans of the san francisco giants so you know just kind of getting our word out there so um i will read through rob's list he sent it to me as well um so he gets represented on here of course and we'll just do our top five players five to one um kind of like in our little snake draft order that we always do here um about who we're looking forward most to seeing and we'll go and do a little bit of detail on each player and We'll wrap it up and get the hell out of here. How's it sound? <laughs> I, I dig it. Let's go. 
All right, so I'll get us started. Um, I, you know what? I'll I'll say Rob's first, and then I'll go uh, mine. Uh, Rob at number five has Joey Bart. So um, I've heard of him. He, I have heard of him as well. Um, he's got a big uh, spring ahead of him. Uh, got some got some things he's got to prove. My number five, I'm going to go David VR. Um, he came up towards the end of last year, had a great year um, offensively with the River Cats and AAA, hit almost 30 home runs. Came up towards the end of the year uh, for the Giants, appeared I think in like 39 games uh, overall at the big league club. Um, struggled to hit uh, righties, but did have four home runs in 107 plate uh, plate appearances. And against lefties in 74 plate appearances, he had um, five home runs and hit 292 with a 378 on base percentage. So in a slugging of 600. So David VR definitely, um, I'm looking forward to seeing his bat. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him defensively. It's sounding like he's going to get a big bulk of the play at third base. Um, and then obviously I'm assuming he'll get some run when there's, you know, a lefty on the mound and they can't have Lamont Wade Jr. over at first base. So David VR is definitely going to be in the mix with the Giants this year. Hopefully he kind of has a breakout year and that's my number five. Yeah. Let's talk about David VR real quick. You know, um, a true, uh, power bopper that's refreshing. The Giants, uh, you know, it's no secret. They haven't been able to eclipse, uh, 30 homers um belt you're so close um 29 two years ago yeah. 29 but thumbs down you didn't get to uh didn't get to 30 and <laughs> we would like vr to be that guy right wouldn't that be nice a homegrown guy come up and and rake uh like sure. like like you see a lot of other organizations they're like oh this guy hits bombs and they bring him up and what does he do he hits bombs like it's it would bombs. be great if if the giants had that guy but what's always stopping the giants is playing time. It's always hard to dish out the playing time. And I, I get excited for David VR and I get scared at the same time that he's been like, so, so called handed the third base job so far. Right. Yeah. I'm afraid he five for 41 in spring and all of a sudden he loses the job, but what are we doing here? It's spring training. Right. So, So this is your, this is your guy to look at, right? Let's talk about him. But yeah, he's, I mean, he is amongst, a bevy of other giants infielders that are getting opportunities. I mean, he's in the mix with Wilmer Flores, JD Davis. I mean, Tyro Estrada is going to be in there. There's like the only like sure thing on this giants infield is if he's healthy is Brandon Crawford's going to play shortstop. That's, that's how I feel about it. Other than that, like everybody's going to get a solid amount of playing time as long as they're healthy. And you're probably just going to end up going with the hot hand, which I'm fine with. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see David VR. I know he's, I think he's 26 years old. So he's kind of a little bit of a late blooming prospect that you haven't heard of a lot, especially before 2022. Um, but yeah, it'll be, uh, interesting to watch him this spring for sure. And one more note on VR is, um, his defense, according to the advanced analytics, actually he graded better than Evan Longoria last year. And Longoria is a guy, when you think of, uh um, longo yeah you're thinking of good defense at third you know longo had to deal with his uh you know seasonly injuries um that he's i guess when you're 37 that's just kind of what happens in baseball we see it a lot but um david vr young guy i actually trust you know don't don't look at the errors look at the what he can do uh on defense and they like him at second base too so 
Mm-hmm. Just saying, anything happens at Tyro, uh, be in that performance injury. Yeah, you can see him at second and first, obviously. DH, there's a lot of options for DV this year. So good, good pick. I like it. Hey, on to you, number five. All right. So here's a name. This guy's been on the Giants 40 man roster for over a calendar year now. Uh, Randy Rodriguez. Oh, he is on the 40 man roster. He's projected to start the year in AAA. He had a nice little six innings pitched there uh, at the end of uh, the season in 2022, but he went from high A to double A to triple A. Um, and ERA kind of all over the place, messy um, at times, but you can't uh, talk about Randy without the high strikeouts. He's always been the big whiff guy. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is what this bullpen needs. And you know, they have a lot of guys. If you look at the non-roster invitee list, I think there's 12 guys that are all relief pitchers, just alone, just as non-roster guys. Um, a lot of guys, but he is on the 40-man roster. So he's got a ticket, a uh, clear path to playing time this year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He is 23 years old. So you get excited about, you know, you start thinking about Camilo Duvall and like, you know, the core youth bullpen going forward um and randy's a guy that they protected from rule five this time last year so they added him to make sure that nobody else would scoop him up because those are the type of guys that go in rule five drafts guys that can really strike out a bunch he's gonna have to work on the walk rate and stuff like that um but doesn't doesn't give up a lot of homers at all and uh that will play in the big so i'm i'm looking for randy to have a nice spring yeah, he definitely you know, the Giants have been known in the last couple of years to kind of like fast track those reliever arms and he has kind of been one of them and I, correct me if I'm wrong was he dealt with was it a shoulder injury? I believe um, I don't remember specifically what it was, but he missed a significant amount of time and it kind of yeah. slowed down his progress and I know he's one of those handful of guys that like if we're talking specific you know what the pandemic did in terms of you know derailing development like he's one of those guys towards the top of the list that i always hear in regards to giants prospect like randy rodriguez really hurt from mm-hmm. you know uh missing that time because otherwise who knows he could be up with the big league club right now like as a for sure bullpen arm along the you know like you said with camilo duvall um exactly. so yeah. yeah 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 and it makes um it made the giants you know, losing like a Gregory Santos, they, they, I guess they technically ha- had a trade with the White Sox, I believe, um, to get yep. Eric uh, Miller, I believe, from Stanford. I think that was that trade. But um, anyways, yeah, it's, uh, it's guys like Randy that are on the 40-man roster right now that are going to, you know, middle of the summer call up. Um, and I'm excited because um, they also lost Junior Marte. Um, so th- these True. are the type of guys that, um, when they come up and they stick like a Camilo Duvall, it's exciting. And sometimes it doesn't always work out, but you know, can't deny the flame and the strikeout rate. Gotta love it. Well, and like you and I, you say a lot, and I'm right there with you. You can never have enough K guys at the back end of your bullpen. You you need some guys that can come in and dominate and blow it by you, throwing mid to high nineties, triple digits. You need those guys today. Um, in today's it, baseball, so it, I can't help but add on to that, Doug. You you just brought it up. In today's age of Manfred run baseball with constant changes, mm-hmm. um, it is not helping pitchers. It's helping offense. It's helping 
more runs on the board. Banning the defensive shifts is pointing toward we want more balls to sneak through. And that is what's been tough even before the shift. Guys like Tyler Rogers, who don't strike out a lot of uh, batters. Yeah, A lot of stuff happens. A ball, you know, Crawford and these guys, Tyro, they can't get to every ball. So the best outcome is go in there and strike that guy out and don't so you don't have to worry chance. about that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. No right. magic wandu. But Randy is my number five. All right. Uh, just touching base on Rob's list at number four. He's got the great Kyle Harrison. And um, I will wait to hold off on him because I may or may not have him on my list. Spoiler alert. Um, so I'll give you my thoughts on that. I don't care. It's my show. I'll do it. <laughs> hey, uh, so number four for me, um, I have Sean Manaya. Now, when the Giants brought in Sean Manaya a couple months ago, um, it was kind of like a, eh. Like, I feel like this is, you know, he's one of those guys that wasn't like really linked to San Francisco in the offseason, but uh, people talked about it because there it was there like, well, you know, they could bring in another lefty, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, a guy that didn't have a great year in 2022, uh, stayed relatively healthy, made 28 starts, appeared in 30 games, a 4.96 ERA in 158 innings. Um, you know, Sean Manaya is a guy that uh, is, you know, had a okay career in Oakland, showed some signs, showed signs of like really good stuff. Like he has in my opinion, a really, really good curveball. And um, that's something that I'm sure the Giants would love to have in the rotation. Here's the thing. He's on my list, not because I, uh, I, you know, I think he's going to have some breakout year where, you know, I mean, the guy's what, 30 years old, um, 30. He's a fresh 31. I mean, he's still really young or he's, you know, right in the middle of his prime right now, but um this is a guy that I want to see I, just where he's at this spring, maybe working with the pitching staff in San Francisco and um, how he's going to fit in because, you know, he didn't get, he doesn't get brought in on that deal to come out of the bullpen. Sean Manaya will be in the starting rotation when he's healthy or if he's healthy. So, um, you know, I'll keep it short and sweet, but that's why Sean Manaya is on my list here at number four. I just want to see where he's at because if he's healthy, we're going to see 30, 25, 30 starts out of him. So, Important spring for Sean Manaya. And it's basically like a contract year for Manaya because if yes. he pitches like a monster, I mean, we're not expecting him to uh, set any strikeout records like a, no. like Rodon almost did with the Giants. What did he fall like a few Ks shy of uh, passing Bumgarner? I forget. But, um, yeah. you know, this is really this is a chance for, um, for Manaya to just go out and do what a lot of the, you know, uh, buy low candidates um, you need a retooling of their careers type of situation that a lot of the pitchers have done before deciding to come to San Francisco. So um, that is, uh, you know, it works for the Giants. It works for Manaya if he has an awesome year, right? The only problem it is, does. is it's a low risk signing. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, worst case scenario, we're sitting here next, you know, November, December, where we were with Rodon, even though uh, mixed emotions about possibly bringing back Rodon with his injury history. But this is, uh, you know, Manaya has a good year. Maybe he goes and gets a three year deal next year. I mean, right. this is, but that's just the landscape of baseball today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his numbers like in the last month. Uh, he had a pretty good month. I mean, a 19 and two thirds, six earned, um, 
struck out 16 guys, only walked four. So, you know, some stuff is there. And I know that was, uh, I think his last start was against the Giants. And actually, he threw very well at the end of the season. It was like, of course, this guy's having Who a crappy year, but he's no. going to dom- <laughs> dominate the Giants in the last start. So, again, uh, I'm tentative to be like excited about Shamanaya, but I'm really curious and interested to follow him this spring and see maybe if, uh, you know, we'll get some 2017, 2018 type of stuff from him. So, yeah, one more thing on Manaya. I, um, I was just looking back at a tweet I wrote in December, right when the Giants got Manaya. And it was, you know, Giants work out a deal with Scott Boris for a lefty starting pitcher born in 1992 that's been <laughs> in the league for seven years, wears number 55, and has pitched a no hitter. It's a two year deal with a potential opt out. Carlos Rodon last year, Shamanaya this year. Everything I just said. Although, uh, come, That's slow great. down, folks. Slow down. He's not wearing number 55 this year. Okay. <laughs> 55. Um, yes. What is his new number? 50-something. I don't know. It was like 53 or something like that. It, was a, something, it looked weird. Something not 55. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on how he does. Stay healthy. And, and he needs to limit the bombs. Uh, he had 29 homers allowed last year. Cannot happen again. Um, and you know, Oracle park isn't a bad place to go and, uh, not get beat by, uh, certain, uh, guys that are just popping one out and drifting over the wall. Oracle is a good place where that turns into a, an out. So, um, shall I, shall I go to my number four? Go for it. All right. We're going with RJ Dabovich, an awesome name. It's like a relief pitcher's name, right? It We're is. bringing in R.J. Dabovich from the bullpen. Like that's such a reliever name. Um, Did you do all Triple A right-handed relievers? No, I'm kidding. Yes, I think <laughs> uh, you're catching on to my trend here. I need to uh, try something new here. Um, <laughs> now you're good. Go no, for no. it. R.J. Dabovich is probably a name that other uh, people listening right now have. You've heard of this guy. Um, he has kind of been fast tracked in a way. He's uh, 24 years old. And um, he just turned 24 uh, the start of this year. So he is um, a right-handed pitcher. And the thing that makes RJ Dabovich interesting as a guy that I'm watching in spring training is kind of part of my theme here of just, he's already made it to AAA as a 24 year old. Uh, His stock is, is I would say it's still on the rise, even though he um, didn't have an amazing uh, AAA showing. Strikeouts have always been there for him. We're talking about like 19.8, 15.5, 12.8, 11.3 strikeouts per nine. Just is that good? Killing it, <laughs> killing it. Although he had a tough time with the walks once, only when he got to triple A, he walked like seven batters per nine. It was, can't happen. Uh, you know, those guys want to hit up there, they don't want to walk. They're, they're one three homer game away from reaching the big, so they're not trying to walk in triple A. So you gotta, you know, you gotta get those guys out, but he doesn't give up jacks at all. Um, and he's what I've been told is he is a bulldog on the mound. He is the guy that you want seventh, eighth inning guy for you in the future. Um, so he has a fast track to get on this giants club, uh, for the sole reason, everything I mentioned, plus, uh, giants have to make a decision this year, uh, Doug, uh, in December of this year, they got to add some guys to protect them from the rule five draft. And uh, RJ Dabovich is one of those guys. And 
you're thinking you're already going to add him to the 40 man roster later this year. Uh, why not do it this summer and give him some run? Um, and another thing I was doing a little research here and a lot of the guys that need to be added in 2023 to keep them from getting purged by other clubs. Um, a lot of interesting names here. I'm looking at, um, Patrick Bailey, Casey Schmidt, uh, Averson Ortega, who mm-hmm. right now Shouldn't is stop. a lot of people have him as number four prospect in the giant system. Uh, technically he's liked. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only 19 and that's crazy because they signed him so young that he's already hitting that point. So someone might want to pick that guy up. Um, Brett Auerbeck, Jimmy Glowenke, who was in the, um, the Bumgarner uh, draft comp pick, uh, and Grant McRae. Those are your position players that need to be potentially added or else risk Rule 5. But the pitchers here, we got Nick Swinney um, and RJ Debovich, of course. I already mentioned him. Your, your boy, Ryan Murphy. Okay. Trevor McDonald, Carson Ragsdale, Manuel uh, Mercedes. Those are... Um, those are some names, some notable names. But um, Doug, only a couple of those guys are even non-roster invitees this spring. So is there some kind of strategy? Like they only have Bailey, Schmidt, and Auerbeck and Dabovich. That's it. They're holding back Swinney. They're holding back McRae and these guys. Is there some strategy? Something to it, right? You don't want like, hey, um, like literally uh, Nick Swinney came in and struck out Shohei Otani. Maybe... In spring training, maybe someone remembers that and, and snags him in the Rule 5. So Showcase that, spring. Showcase. So maybe there's a reason <laughs> why they're holding these guys back. Um, so a lot of decisions the Giants need to make uh, later this winter, <laughs> next winter, I should say. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking at Dabovich. He's a non-roster invitee on that list, and he needs to be added uh, to be protected. So I'm looking at Dabovich getting on the big club. I have one last thought in regards to RJ Davovich for you. Please. And because um, I don't know a ton about him, I'm following him a little bit this last year, followed his numbers. I know he strikes out a lot of dudes. Now, at the beginning of the season, Giants aren't going to have uh, Cole Waits. They're not going to have Luke Jackson. Is there a possibility that RJ Davovich, if he's strong in the spring, could make the bullpen out of camp? Uh, I'll say a big no, only for the fact that. In the beginning of the season, April and May is when you start having certain guys kind of trickle out, right? You know, Blake Sable is a guy that they're going to have to decide if they want to keep him long term or send him back. He was a Rule Five pickup, um, so they're going to hold on to him as long as possible. Uh, yeah, in, stuff like in the that. spring. Yeah, stuff like that where it's not just Rule Five related, but just guys that they, you know, non-roster guys that. Maybe like a Guzman, a Ronald Guzman. Maybe they add him. He's out of options. So like when you add him, you have him play he's as staying. long as he's good. And then if he mm-hmm. hits a wall, you got to let him go. Then later in the season is where like an, a Davidovich might make an appearance. So gotcha. I'll, I'll I'll say let's let's hold off on RJ before uh, you know All Star break. N O to R J. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, Rob at number three has, and you brought him up a couple minutes ago. Patrick Bailey. Now this was the Giants draft pick in what year was he? Was he? He was not. Was he twenty twenty? I think. I think was. he was their first round pick in two thousand twenty. I thought it was the COVID pick. Yeah, um, I think you're right. And this was Farhan's catcher that he you know brought in the system and you know. 
2022 got sent down to the complex um or is that 2021 it might have been 2020 i don't have his numbers right in front of me sorry but anyways oh no wait yes i do have his numbers in front of me i'm all you over do. the place just ignore me anyways interesting <laughs> thought because I, i'm gonna be honest i don't have patrick billy on my list but i just want to touch on him real quick is you know he has he is known for like number one thing regarding patrick bailey is he is a quality defensive catcher i mean he had a night i think early last year where he threw four dudes out in one game like <laughs> that's impressive they didn't um, know but now they know <laughs> now, now they know um the the thing that sticks out to me is um his splits are are so night and day and he is a switch hitter and there's been some talk like uh, do we see this spring maybe the giants are like hey dude look let's cut you hitting right-handed just switch to left-handed uh you know full time and because here are his splits from last year uh 70 plate appearances as a righty facing lefties he hit 133 a 243 obp just one home run and six RBIs. Now, 254 plate appearances as a lefty facing a righty. Um, 252, 370 on base percentage, slug 41, 11 bombs, and 45 ribbies. I mean, that is night and day splits. And like, when you so- make him a lefty catcher to go with your righty catcher, it's like screams platoon giants, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I, um, I mean, this guy got up through, you know, Eugene next year, uh, last year. So good chance we see him in at least Richmond. Wonder if he touches Sacramento maybe towards the end of the year. Um, but it's not like Patrick Bailey's super young, too. Remember, he was a college guy. Um, so he will be 24 uh, in just a couple months. So, they could see if he's playing well. I wonder if, especially with, you know, there is no certainty at the catcher position as of right now, reportedly. So we may see Patrick Bailey, if he's doing well, possibly get moved up quick. Who knows? Absolutely. I'll, I'll, my two cents on Bailey is I, I don't do this a lot with players, but, you know, I, I'm kind of taking him under my wing as like, I'll be the Patrick Bailey truther. And when he, you know, he ends up being the guy. Everyone will be like, "Oh, I remember episode ninety six of the Say Hey Pod." No, um, no, I, I'm just I, I believe in this guy because a lot of people are down on him. That's when I start looking under the surface. Why is everyone down on Bailey? Oh, because he hit one eighty five in one hundred fifty five plate appearances in High A, and then he did two twenty five. And okay, let's let's look at some batting average. He had a tough BABIP two fifty six. Okay, but the walk rate was always there. Always gets on base, a really solid clip there. Um, yes, and which they the, value for sure. But what are we even talking about here, Doug? This is a catcher. If you are winning a gold glove minor league defense, your bat is, doesn't matter. It, it's just give me something. And he, you know, he had 12 bombs and 325 uh plate appearances. Yeah, sure, high A ball, whatever. But the walk rate's legit 15% of the time. He's getting on base. I like that. Um, and it is, it is what it is, man. Patrick Bailey hands down will be added. If he's not traded, he will be added to the 40 man roster this winter. Everything I mentioned like five minutes ago, they're not going to let this guy go in the rule five draft. Believe me this. Okay. So, uh, Patrick Bailey's coming and it's either going to be added to the 40, uh, this winter or earlier. So keep an eye on him. But 2024 is Bailey's year for me. ETA. Yeah. Well, that's Rob's number three. Good, so, good Rob, Rob, you're welcome for you know spending four yeah. minutes on him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not just playing. <laughs> um, so, my number three 
Uh, I'm going disco. Anthony Discofani. I, you know, here's the thing. He had a really good overall 2021 outside of his handful of starts against the Dodgers where they just obliterated him. I mean, he was, he was great. He had a great 2021. Um, obviously last year came out of the gate slow. I think he made three starts, did not look good. Uh, ended up having, you know, season ending ankle injury or surgery. I'm sorry. Um, and you know, Rob and I have kind of touched on here before, like maybe there was something else, you know, that was still going on prior to that. And, you know, the whole off season before he signed that three year deal with the giants before 2022, um, I, I just want to know what we're going to get from Anthony Scafani. I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation to start. I don't know if he's going to be out of the bullpen. Uh, he's he's going to be in the on the mound at some point early on because you know they're paying him, and when he's healthy, like his stuff's good, and that's kind of how he's always been, even with when he was his Cincinnati uh, Reds days, uh, mm-hmm. where you know like Anthony Scafani was hurt a lot, but when he wasn't, he was good, uh, and we saw that two years ago with the Giants. So. Um, we hear that he is healthy. He's ready to go. I want to see him this spring. Um, maybe like I, I could have put him at number one because I just want to see what it is. Because if he comes anywhere close to what he did two years ago, the Giants are just getting a bonus arm to this rotation, I feel like, compared to what they had last year. So number three, Anthony DiScofani for me. I dig it. Yeah, this is uh, this is a guy that, hey, injuries happen in the game. Okay, and it was the only thing weird is it was just a weird time for the injury like he dealt with the ankle injury and then okay well he should be all good oh no he actually had surgery what what surgery and yeah then he tried to play through it didn't work out and another surgery right i mean that's basically how it all went down so very very peculiar uh you know first year of his new deal basically <laughs> but um i i still believe in him um his stuff is nasty it, people don't think it. Think I think when they think of Di Scalfani, they think he throws like ninety miles per hour or something. He mm-hmm. doesn't. Ninety five with movement. He's a he's a mid nineties guy with some spin. Yeah, that's... nasty nasty movement. That okay. Ninety eight, ninety nine straight, or ninety five with movement. I I want a guy throwing ninety five with movement. Yeah. Uh, these hitters can gear up ninety nine flat, but um yeah, I, I believe in him. I'm not going to go into all the crazy details, but you know he also. He's a, he's a veteran coming off of a atrocious year just for him, right? He definitely saw it going differently. Uh, didn't work out for him, so he has another chance. And, uh, yeah, it's a good uh, problem to have, I should say. They have too many rotation pieces. Where do they all fit? A lot of a lot of teams wish they had that problem. So yeah. um, go, go Disco, get back to your 2021 days, and we'll yep. be super good. Number um, three for Brooks. My turn. Um and you're probably going to think I picked this guy's name just because of his name, but uh, Cade McClure. I'm sticking with the right-handed relief pitcher thing. Nope, you had your son do this list. <laughs> yes, Cade with a K. If you're gonna if you're gonna birth a pitcher, make sure his name starts with a K. There we go. Um, this is a, a big righty, six seven, two twenty. So he's not very huge. Oh he's tall and trim, right? Two hundred twenty pounds is. Uh, Crazy. I think Shamanaya is like 6'5", 245 or something. Yeah, he's, like he's a big guy. Yeah. He's he's a big shoulder guy. So this is a long, lanky guy. Um, they recently added him to the uh, system. He's been with Chicago White Sox. And uh, they, they got him on a um, 
I think it was a trade. Uh, I already forget. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I can't remember. But he, I think he was traded here um, and 87 innings in AAA last year. Uh, mind you, he's, you know, he's 27, so he should be in AAA, um, if not the bigs. But he's At still minimum, waiting. yeah. Yeah, he's still waiting to crack, uh, you know, the the show, get his uh, debut. But uh, high strikeouts, low walks every basically every year of his minor league career um, that will get you in the bigs he has a home run problem he gives up a couple bombs here and there it's triple a bombs so i don't read too much into it can you strike guys out can he limit the walks i think there is a uh, a chance for him to make uh the big league club this year especially since he's already had two full seasons ish uh at the triple a level so the giants picked this guy up um in order to uh just like everything I've mentioned for all the guys, RJ Dabovich and and uh, and so forth, it's just keep stocking, stockpiling your uh, relief depth because yeah, it's very volatile. You, whoever was good last year might not be good this year. Yeah, you have some you know hitter that hits forty bombs last year. He's probably going to do well this year. Like those are things that continue, but relief pitching not so much uh, at times. Very volatile. So. Cade McClure might be a name we hear from, and uh, he's my guy. And outside of Camilo Duvall, um, especially you, you ha- you've hammered it home. Like the rest of that Giants bullpen last year, not not a lot of K's in it. And so um, I think maybe that was uh, one of the things that the, towards the top of the priority list of this offseason was um, we got to bring it. And it starts with Taylor Rogers. Like Taylor Rogers is a big K guy, total opposite of his brother, literally mm-hmm. throws left handed, but uh, you know. Tyler Rogers in, induce the ground ball and get six K's, seven K's per nine. Taylor Rogers is going to come in 10, 11 K's per nine, throwing a little bit harder too. So yeah, yeah. I think that was definitely a priority of soft season. So Shane McClure, definitely an, another name to uh, keep in the back of your heads. Uh, and I, I, I picked him because I knew you and Rob would not have this name on there. So this is just like my one pick that wouldn't be picked. Kind of thing. Well, you saved me a lot of work because at number two, I have Shane McClure. <laughs> no. No. Cade, all right? K-A-D-E. Cade, why don't, don't you get say Shane? I don't know why I keep saying that. Because Cade. there's a Shane McClure, out McClure. There. I'm sorry. Maybe it's your hair. You look like a Shane right now. Anyways. The people uh, listening can't see my hair. <laughs> um, Rob at number two, here's, here's a name that's kind of just been hanging around for a little while. Will Wilson. Ooh, I almost added him too. Nice. Will Wilson. Um, yeah, so he's been he's been around for a couple years now. Willie um, Willie. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows about Will Wilson. So yeah, let's, let's just say let's just say Will Wilson, if you make it to the bigs uh, this year, we'll be we'll be very stoked for that. Yeah. Giants, uh, number two for me. Um Michael Conforto. And you know th- it's the guy they brought in. Uh, he didn't play at all last year, recovering from major shoulder surgery. Um, his last full year was uh, basically full year was 2021, two years ago. He played in 125 games, uh, hit 232 with a 344 on base. Um, so it gets those walks, 14 home runs, 55 RBIs. But if you look from 2017 through even the COVID year of 2020, Michael Conforto was a legit power threat um 27 home runs in 17 he was an all-star 28 home runs in 153 games in 18 33 home home runs in 151 games in 2019 um this guy is a a power threat through and through and uh a big left-handed 
uh, power bat in the outfield that the Giants, uh, you know, kind of been waiting for like Mike Yastrzemski to do things consistently, maybe Lamont Wade Jr. But now they bring in Michael Conforto on a, I believe it was like a one year deal, and then he can opt out. After is it? Can he? No, he's the two year thirty six. That's right. My bad. I mix. I, I mix in all these freaking opt out yeah. deals. Han- with the Haniger. Haniger is definitely here for two years. Yes, and then that is for yes. potential. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Conforto. Definitely, I, I am excited about him because if he's on the field and he is healthy, and you know, it feels like he's been around forever. The mm-hmm. dude turns thirty like next week. He's not even thirty yet. So, um, if he's healthy, Michael Conforto could be a he like a across Major League Baseball sleeper addition um, if he stays on the field and is a guy that probably won't be a platoon guy. I think they're gonna try and play him every day if they can. Uh, oh, so that's why he's excited. here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely excited for Michael Conforto. He's my number two. And, um, I gotta tell you, you're not going to like this. You're not going to like this, Doug. I'm looking right at you. Don't you do this. I'm blinking my camera. Here we go. Left-handed batter known for hitting for power. Doesn't steal a lot of bases. Really good walk rate. Not an exorbitant amount of strikeouts. Really high WRC plus all the time. Low-ish, 250 round batting average. I already know where you go with it. Strong F war every now year. Now plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Tough times staying healthy. <laughs> and this is your guy. <laughs> You're talking about Brandon Belt. but I'll tell you what. If Conforto does this for the next 10 years, <laughs> then I'll have issues, okay? He his numbers are amazing, and it literally looks like if Brandon Belt spent his career in New York Mets this whole time. With That's fair. Twenty seven bombs and twenty eight and yeah. thirty three. No, um, I will. I'll give Conforto a little more credit. Um, he, uh, I, I don't even need to say much. I've said everything about this guy. He is uh, the only reason the Giants were able to get him is, is what they do. They say, hey. You're very much uh, stock is very low. You're coming off injury. Like that's the only reason this guy's available. Otherwise he, Steve Cohen would have given him the Brandon Nimmo deal. Like who cares? Here's 160 million. Like what is hundred years? I have so many billions. What is 160? Um, Okay. So all that being said, Conforto is a giant. He was a big Barry Bonds uh, fan growing up. And if you just go to uh, baseball savant, just click his profile and just look at his spray chart and click one of the homers. Literally watch a replay of some of these bombs, 460 foot shots. He, Oh yeah. Mammoth shots. It's effortless swing though. It's like, he looks like he hit a base hit, but it went up 470 feet. So uh, Michael Conforto, very excited that he's a giant uh, for only this year after he does amazing and then leaves. So. (laughs) Hey, it doesn't get more SF. No, I'm, I'm I'm definitely excited to see him. I believe, actually, I think I'm looking at this correctly. If he reaches 350 plate appearances this year, mm-hmm. he can opt out. Yeah, he's not being platooned. He'll get an occasional he's day gonna off. Play. He's, he's going to play every day. He's That's exciting play. because yeah. the Giants yeah, that, need more of that. He's a Boris client, too, I believe, right? It's, it's just. Yes, he um, is. It's just, hey, you're going to come here and you're going to play. And I think that's why. Just because Rodon and Boris came to the Giants uh, last year, I think that's why they didn't go to the six-man rotation. Okay, I'm just saying. 
He wouldn't allow it. Boris wouldn't allow it. All right, getting back on track here. Um, good Conforto pick. Is it my turn? Numero dos. All right. Um, this one we don't we won't spend very much at all talking on this one, but uh, I'm going to be looking for more. Uh, uh, I don't even want to do this, uh, Elliot Ramos. I just want to I just want to see what this guy does in spring training. I I still think this guy can same. do something. He's so young. Uh, he never really had like a uh, actual shot to play, and many would argue that he hasn't deserved a call up. And I, you know, by way of forty man happenings, he was added to the roster because of how long he was in the organization. Um, this will be his uh, seventh professional year with the Giants. What? Oh. 2017, he was here uh, in rookie ball as a 17-year-old. So, um, anyways, he's 23 now, and uh, he needs to have a really good year. It's a make-or-break kind of season for Huge year him. for him. Uh, if he, he can uh, he can quiet all the du- – sorry, all the haters uh, – <laughs> if he goes out and does what VR did last year. And uh, I will say VR VR had a very similar season to Ramos when they were the same age. Okay. So when Ramos is 22 and he hit 227 and hit 11 homers, VR basically did that when he was 22 as well. So there's time for growth. We got to remember how young this guy is, but time is kind of ticking. He's been on the 40 already. Uh, he's already had an option used. So, um, Option. options. Oh, yeah. You can't go too long on this with me without hearing about options. But, I think the, oh, I think the yeah. difference between Rama, I want to, I want to say this. I, I have watched Elliot Ramos through the system. And yeah, the first few years I was a believer in him. I think the difference between him and VR is what they play. Elliot Ramos is an outfielder who has lost some athleticism due to injury. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he has moved to more predominantly like right field and right field only, it feels like. And he's, you know, kind of put on some weight, maybe some good weight, maybe some not so good weight. And he's just a bigger guy. I don't know what he looks like right now. Maybe he's slimmed down. I don't know what he looks like right now. I'm talking, basing this off of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, David VR hasn't really dealt with any significant injuries coming through up up through the the system and he's an infield guy i just feel like that's different but i understand your comp like with the bat i get that big bopper guy um age and bat I, yeah but trust me again like i said i was an elliot ramos guy the first few years kind of the last year year and a half i've kind of walked away from that but i would love for elliot ramos to have a great spring uh probably realistically start the year in sacramento and dude light the world on fire through may and then if there's an injury or so like if he gets brought up like, give him a legitimate shot, you know, mm-hmm. because I think last year, I think the way the Giants, I, I do, I blame the Giants for how I feel about Elliot Ramos because when they mm-hmm. brought him up, it was like a cup of coffee, goodbye. And then they brought him up for the second time. And we knew because there was a right hander going on Monday. I'm like, he's not going to make it through the weekend. He's going back on Monday. Right. And he, and he did. So, which, which he also knew think, that, which sucks. Yeah. Correct. Which leads me to think that uh, the Giants don't have faith in him as a long term guy. And it, now it's possibly, like you're saying, vice versa. So, I that's hope fair. he has a great spring. So, that's my thoughts on LA Rama. That's fair. And the, the two things here is that he is a number, uh, he's a first round pick. So, he's always going to have that uh, extra room. chance. Yeah. He's, he's going to sure. get more opportunities than, you know, eighth round guys and stuff like that. Um, he's also part of the prior regime. Uh, Bobby Evans drafted him. So, um, you know, he is a asset to Farhan. He just really hasn't had uh, enough reason to use him yet. Although if we're looking at how the giants roster is constructed, we're looking at right-handed 
somewhat athletic uh, center fielders. They've lost a few of those guys over the years. Mauricio Dubon is one of those that was just a you know center field slash right field option who bats right-handed. They don't have a lot of those guys. They got Austin Slater. Um, they, I mean, Mitch Hanniger is not your outfielder per se, but he will be in the outfield uh, if that makes sense. Um, and probably like Conforto most days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and probably like Conforto will get injured at some point, and Elliot Ramos <laughs> will get the call. That's all I was segueing into. He, Elliot Ramos gotcha, is on the forty-man gotcha. roster, and he's had amazing springs before, and then he didn't do much in the minors that year. So, nothing to read into if he blasts six bombs in spring. But I'll be watching to see what he does this year. And I know on your give me back on your good side, Elliot. Give me I back know on your you good will side. too. I, know I want to. I want to go back to the love and Elliot side. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Thank you. All right. Elliot. So we are. Through five through two. Now we're moving on to number one. And uh, for number one for Rob, this one kind of shocked me. Um, he has Colton Welker at number one. It doesn't shock me because he's brought it up in our <laughs> chat many times. Colton Welker. I mean, th- that's true. I mean, this is a guy that uh, I, I believe got picked. The Giants, did they get him off of waivers or something from the Rockies? I think yes, he's a Rocky. He's definitely, he's definitely a and Rockies. And he's a corner infield guy. I think he could play first and third. Um, Rockies lifer. So, yeah, and I know he had a cup of tea up with the big league club either last year or the year before, but I believe last year in AAA, like, he had a pretty solid numbers, if I'm not mistaken, um, with uh, AAA Colorado. So, yeah, Colton Walker at number one for Rob. Um, I'll just say I don't know much about Colton Walker other than just basically stat sheet, but sure. uh, one thing that stood out to me is uh, just hasn't played baseball a lot like probably dealing with a lot of injuries, but he's been 2016 as an 18 year old in the Rocky system. I mean, we're just not, he just hasn't had a lot of games. So he's what? 25, 26. He is 25 years old. It'll be 25 throughout the entire year. Um, So he's still fairly young, fairly young. young. Um, And I'm just saying like he, uh, the games played are very low, so we don't have to get into it, but um, uh I'm looking at a guy who's probably had a lot of injuries after the 2018 season. So um, I still think there's raw power there, but he hasn't had a lot of chances to show it what he can do. Kind of like a Hunter Bishop. So, you know, like I said earlier, there's a lot, there could be a lot of turnover in this giants infield in 2023. Um, let's see what he can do. You know, if hopefully David VR works out and he becomes like the majority of the time, third baseman, if not, there's JD Davis, but JD Davis, it's not like he's a sure thing, but, He's split proof. He'll get his opportunities. And then after that, it's kind of like, well, we have Omar Flores. I mean, who, you know, so um, Colton Walker may end up getting a shot uh, with the Giants at some point in the season. So, yeah, we'll I mean, I, I think they would prefer if he just kind of mashes in AAA and, and makes just, it easy. <laughs> well, just, just ends up being a, a piece because the last thing on Welker for me, and I'm glad Rob mentioned him. <laughs> kind of tying back into the Brandon belt thing, but like belt's gone. So he needs a new injured first baseman to talk about. And <laughs> it's Colton Welker. Um, Colton Welker sounds like a Texas name, like Brandon belt. Um, <laughs> and uh, last thing I'll say is uh giants. Don't have, they don't have a lot of first baseman in the system. Can you no, think of not. like any Logan first... Wyatt? Is he still around? Wow. Joe McCarthy? He's gone. Wow. Um, but I mean, am I wrong? No, I mean, they don't have a they don't have a Paul Goldschmidt waiting to come up. That's no, the problem. So they no. need to just see 
more dart throws like Colton Welker, the better for first base. Forget just leave outfield alone. Just start finding more first baseman, please. First base is arguably it's the weakest position in the Giants. System. No, no, belt left the bottom. Dude. He's on <laughs> He's on Toronto now. No, I'm just kidding. Can we just keep his glove? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So number one, uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to no, go? No, no, please you. Okay. <laughs> This one, I feel like it's obvious. It's Kyle Harrison for me. Um, oh. Yeah, weird, right? We, we should have started the show with him. That, everyone that left is going, oh, Kyle Harrison. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, yeah, big shocker here. Um, I, I, I'm just excited to see him I, I, I in, in the spring for sure. But I, I'm hoping he gets like a decent amount of opportunities to go up against major league baseball players. You know, we already know what he can do against uh minor league guys. I'm I'm hoping he gets opportunities where he's seeing some proven major league bats um and maybe he gets to face 15 to 20, you know, proven major league bats in this spring and um I think the number one thing that uh will be interesting that maybe not a lot of people are talking about is he threw 113 innings last year, which is not a lot. Um, I think it's up from 90 something that he had had in 2021, but Hey, this is a 2020, I believe third round pick. Um, Kyle Harrison has like jetted up through the farm system. He's the number one left-handed starter in, in baseball regarding prospects and, um, right there towards the top of, of, you know, prospect starters. So, uh, guys going to throw hard, strike out a lot of guys, uh, I believe 14.8 K's per nine in his, um, year last year with, uh, Eugene and Richmond. So, uh, at worst, we know he's, unless something happens where he is like dominant and there's like injuries in the spring, he's going to start in Sacramento. But I think, what nobody knows is how long is he going to be there for? Because if he's coming out of the gates and uh, his first like four or five starts with the river cats are really, really good. And there's a hole in the giants rotation. I think they may pull the trigger quick and bring him up. We'll see. Um, But he is definitely going to be with the giants at some point this season. The big question is, is it going to be sooner or later? Yeah, definitely feels like, if you're Kyle Harrison and you're reading all this stuff about you and you're like, Hey man, I've only had like a few games in double a, can we just, no, he wants to be here. He, he would love yeah. to throw three, no hitters in the spring training and then uh, be like, all right, now you have to use me. Um, no, uh, Kyle Harrison, the strikeouts are amazing. His velocity went from like, right when he became a pro to like the next year, I think he just like put so many ticks on his fastball. Mm-hmm. He has done everything you want. Like, you know, your next bum garner, like that type of guy, your next uh, big arm, but he's high, made those strides. high school lefties specifically, like a guy that's like the only reason the giants even got him in the third round is everyone thought he was going to UCLA. So no one wanted to do it. And the Giants said, we'll pony up and give you the big bucks, dude. Um, so they uh, they did their whole draft to get Kyle Harrison, basically, yeah. uh, with all the slot manipulation. Not going to get into it, but Kyle Harrison is a giant. He's a number one. He's a first round pick that was drafted in the third round in a weird draft, right? So so it's amazing that they Good even point. have this guy. And De La what, guy, yeah, a local guy, and uh, they they guessed right. They love their getting their local guys. They do. So I'm not going to get into too much too much on the background of Kyle Harrison, but just trying to look at the big picture here. This is a guy that 
needs to still develop. Like they, the giants didn't just hand him the keys to the, the Ferrari and say, it's all you buddy. You're going to be our fifth starter this year. And maybe Di Sclafani will be a, or Junis will be in there as well. Like, no, they went and got Manaya and they've got stripling and they did yes. what they do, whether they're going to trade those guys or let them opt out or whatever it is. But Kyle Harrison is the future for the giants, but he does need to work on certain things because he's still young and he's still blooming. And the thing that sticks out to me, besides everyone knows about the strikeouts, is his walk rate is walk not rate. good. It's four and a half walks per nine. That's not good. So he needs to get that down. And this is at a level where guys are swinging crazy. So as he gets up to higher levels, man, um, you know, it's going to be tough to get that walk rate better. So uh, people yeah. are already yawning right now. They're like, dude, stop talking smack about Kyle Harrison. He's, he's our guy. I know. I'm just saying, let's just be real. This guy needs still, he needs to work. He needs to work and he needs to get it done in AAA. And if he gets it done in AAA, Doug, that'll be super impressive because PCL is a monster. Mash. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of offensive uh, numbers there in AAA. Um, Here's my last question for you regarding Kyle Harrison. Yeah. If he's up on, let's say he's there June 1st, are the Giants in trouble or is it because he's thrown really well? Ah, see, you're missing a little context there. Is he up for just a two inning relief appearance and then back down? No, I want to like if he's up, I would love for he needs to stay up, in my opinion. But yeah, shortly after June, you're already skipping Super Two stuff, so they get to keep an extra year without having to. You know, you're basically saving a a year before you get to arbitration by doing yeah. so. So yeah, I see anything after June, I could see it, but before June would be like. Not these giants. They like to spend their money very wisely. So um, they <laughs> would point. not. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the question is, are the giants in trouble if he comes up? I would probably say a lot of injuries happen if he's up because they have Tristan Beck on the 40 man roster. They got um, certain non-roster guys, Sean Newcomb. Like we could have picked a lot of those guys that are like outside shots, but I think we all, we picked guys that we think we're going to see. They still uh, have Jacob Junis around. Yeah. I mean, they have, they have rotational depth. For yeah. Sure. And there's a lot of reason to let Harrison develop and not hurry up and bring him yeah. up. He's still young. Yeah. Um, but good pick, uh, I would say. Obvious <laughs> pick. But, yeah, you can't go wrong with Kyle Harrison at number one for, like, who. Like, I think if you ask most Giants fans, who are you ex- most excited to see this spring? It's probably Kyle Harrison. Yeah. And not to harp Especially on everything with, yeah. I already go mentioned, ahead, but if he struggles – and triple a and with the walks and the homers or whatever it's it's a big jump going from oh boy that will uh, then they will let him struggle and just work it out they're not going to say come on up i don't think i think september then if he's struggling you'll see him in september if he's pitching like a monster and the fans are going we're not coming to the yard unless you bring up harrison then kind of going along line with my minor league theory of succeed fail figure out how to succeed again it's a game of adjustments doug yes yes it is Who's your number one? You know, it's kind of funny, number one, uh, because I had a lot of, I had a longer list and I was just kind of changing it up based on what you guys picked. It could have been Patrick Bailey, my number one, stuff like that. But I, this is a guy that I'm very interested in just for the fact that he is a rule five pick. Blake Sable, he is in the catching mix. He also plays outfield, but 2022 is a big, uh, year for him on defense switching to catcher he did a little bit in 
2021. Uh, and then he really started doing more in 2022. He plays left field and right field, basically like barely played center field, but look for him as a uh, fifth ish outfielder slash third catcher for the giants. Uh, they need to keep him on the opening day roster. Mind you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and if he is, dude, if he's on the opening day roster, that means he mashed in spring training. It was like the Giants have had rule five guys and they haven't worked out like Drew Ferguson. Remember that guy? Houston Astros rule five pick. They sent him back. They couldn't add him. They couldn't find room for him. Uh, Danny Jimenez, um, Julian Fernandez, a lot of names that are still kind of floating around these days, but they were former rule five picks. So Blake Sable is the guy that they picked uh this year and the stats that jump out to me um the guy just does everything like i don't know like i don't know how pittsburgh really gave up on this guy um always hitting for a high average uh on base percentage each year just 380 347 426 and 100 plate appearance but like the guy gets on base um strikeouts or whatever but um hits bombs gets on base hits for high average what pinch me like also plays catcher like what's the catch i feel like the giants might be interested in that oh they are interested in him he's on the 40 he's gonna be uh is he on the 40 he's gonna be on the 40 i don't know um, well it's like you said because of you yes, know he's on the, the, <laughs> the status that he has if he's not on the opening day roster then you know he gets shipped back to pittsburgh yeah but or um, maybe Cincinnati because they took him in a trade and then traded. It like, would be. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, so he's going to be there up until basically like that last series, probably where they A come series. back and play the A's. Yeah. yeah. The Bay, the Bay series that they do every year before the season starts. So yeah, Blake Sable will be around until late March for sure. Yep. And he's a lefty kind of goes back to that. Uh, maybe Patrick Bailey will eventually start hitting lefty. Um, and I don't know how much this guy is going to be, you know, like, I don't know enough about him. I don't know how is he as a catcher uh, defensively and stuff like that, but I do know that the giants like him enough to give him plenty of opportunity this spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, six, four, two twenty five, big catcher too. So 25 years old. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, Sounds like the other guy, the Blake Bomber over here. So we'll see, <laughs> Blake Street Bomber. <laughs> but yeah, Brooks, that's my number one. I appreciate you coming on, man, and filling in for Rob. Uh, always fun having you on, and I'm sure we'll have you on again. I love being on the Say Hey Pod, especially in the Believe Network. This is how we do it, and I'm uh, <laughs> looking forward to a let's just say entertaining 2023 season. So we're gonna have a lot of fun watching the Giants this year, and. Keep our expectations at bay, you know, in the cove. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Rob, I hope to next time I'm on here, I hope you're here as well, buddy. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, so make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find them at BLEAVBelieve.com. Um, for Say Hey Brooks and Ew. Say Hey Doug, we love you. Say Hey Rob. Uh, We'll catch you next time on the Say Hey Podcast. And until then, go Giants. Go Giants. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. That Giants kid is great. Say hey.
for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.